Hey, welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up. It's the podcast for two guys who like things exactly the way they are, because why would you change things? Talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids, and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. Felix Curmudgeon Schlater. <laughs> That's the most curmudgeon intro we've ever done. <laughs> That's just a fun word to say. Curmudgeon y. Curmudgeon Slipping further and further into curmudgeon y. Mm. Felix watched the world slip by. The end. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Great episode. <laughs> Wrap it up. I mean, I think that's true, the intro, but I feel like I, we, we both comfortably fit on both sides of that, though. I mean, we, we want things exciting and new and things to change new horizons this is true now i will have but to we say also... i will have to say that i have to fight i have to fight against those feelings of it's like it's like i'm i'm pushing uphill like if i just let myself be i will slip into those things those that habits I'm most comfortable with which yeah. We have to tell everyone what we're talking about so they understand why we're making these weird no, we don't. metaphors. Let's, let's, we let don't. Them, let's let them figure it let out. Let it for simmer. Themselves. Just let it simmer. I love that. No, love we're that. not a mysterious podcast. Speculate. We're talking about comfort. Ooh. So comfort. But which derives from comfortable or comfortable derives from comfortability? Comfortability. Comfortability. I love it. Comfort. This is an interesting one because I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess here. The things that made us comfortable when we were kids, those things just carry over. And I feel like they do, but they're they're going to carry over and evolve into different things. Ooh. But it's going to be the same baseline like growth. for what makes that that comfortable. Healthy growth is right. what you're talking about exactly. here, Jordan. And speaking of healthy growth, what are we drinking tonight? You want to talk about my healthy growth? <laughs> All the time. Let's not Let's have a podcast about, about your healthy growth. Let's talk about my growth. Gross growth. My gross, healthy growth. Mm. No, we're not. Let's not talk about my growth. Let's keep that a secret. Let's okay. keep that under wraps. But tonight we're drinking probably the most comforting beverage. Mm. It's a hot toddy. It's so good. And I haven't had one of these in years. <sighs> and we were talking about what, what cocktail or what beer to have tonight. And you said hot toddy. I'm like, yes, that's the perfect drink. It's, yeah. It's the most comforting thing. And especially, I mean, you drink, it's the one alcoholic beverage you think of when you're sick. Yeah. To make you feel better. And it actually works out. It's perfectly timed because here in Virginia Beach where we're recording this, the weather, the temperature just plummeted. It was like a high of 30 today. Yeah. We had we had like two or three days where it we may it may as well have been a spring day. Yeah. We were outside in short sleeves and maybe shorts and flip-flops and then nope, gotcha. And now we're drinking hot toddies bundled up. Like we're in the in the Arctic, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier because this is delicious. It's so good. Now hot toddies are a little bit different because you can make them different ways. When I've had them in the past, I've I've brewed up just a big pot of tea, mm. and then you add honey, and you add lemon, then you add a little uh, scotch, or you add bourbon, mm -hmm. and it's delicious. Mm -hmm. And you add some spices to make Ooh. it make it a little spicy, go on, make go a little on. spicy on yeah, your yeah, palate. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, 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 but we we went really simple. We did not go the tea route mm -hmm. um, because I looked up recipes. A lot of people I didn't realize tea is not really a thing when it comes to hot toddies. It doesn't huh. have to be tea, uh, just hot water. Uh -huh. We had a little honey. Oof. We had a little lemon. Yeah, just a little cinnamon. Hit me. And then we uh, we dumped a couple ounces of smoked maple bourbon from Knob dumped Creek. Dumped is the correct word. Dumped. I did not. We galorped. Accurately. We galorped. <laughs> That's the we, sound it made. We glub glubbed it into <laughs> our mugs, and I, I gotta say, it, it was the perfect amount. We falooshed. <laughs> falooshed. 
What is that word? That's a toilet sound. Just, That's uh, just give me a, a falouche, and then we'll go ahead and cash out. Falouche uh, on the rocks, please. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. All right. So we're talking comfort. We're drinking hot toddies. I think like all we need are like blankets and a fireplace. And That's what I want right now. Can it we, would can be, we set a fire in this room right it now? It would just probably, it wouldn't last very long because we'd have to evacuate. Well, you know. Uh, comfortability oh, is yeah. one of these things that it, it changes as you get older, but only slightly. We can, we'll talk about this later when, when we talk about later down no, the no, road. No, 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 This is, I said before we hit record, I wanted to flip this on its head. Oh, oh, you I did. wanted to take the comfort and uncomfortable it to you. I don't know what I said. What are you saying right now? I want to start with comfort as an adult. What? Because, because. You want to Benjamin Button this? Oh, no, no, I want to the kid this. I want, <laughs> I want the Bruce Willis in you to stare down the six-year-old version of Bruce Willis looking at you and yes. ask, I grow up to be a loser? Question mark. Right. Right. I don't own an airplane. Call the ambulance. I don't have trampolines in my bedroom like we <laughs> promised ourselves. Right. I want to know the things. God, that's a really good movie. I I haven't seen that in like a decade. Disney's I, the kid, just, not just the kid. On. It's Disney's the kid. Disney's the kid. Has anyone spliced scenes from <sighs> Unbreakable or? Uh, die hard into <laughs> scenes of Disney's The Kid. If not, you are missing out on millions of views. I grow up views. to be a lit- Now I've got a gun. <laughs> Hans, come on down to the coast. Have some laughs. <laughs> Kicking a kid off the roof of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Spencer Breslin. Sounds, come on. That sounds great. Get off of my so, roof. So yeah, we're, we're going to start, we're going to Tarantino it. We're going to start at the end. Of our lives, which is our present day. Okay. I want to approach this from different aspects, right? Okay. So let's approach this from like no one wants to be in a socially awkward situation. They're awkward and they're social. Like two two terrible things. Terrible things together. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're thrown into a group of people that you either A, don't like, B, don't know, or C, don't like and don't know. That's most people. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, if you're in that situation, are you are you just like, well, here's my chance to meet some new people. Oh, my God. What? Does anyone say that? <laughs> Serial killers. Who says that? Serial Sociopaths. killers. You could be a sociopath. Here's my chance to meet a new victim. So this is this is our psyche fighting against that sort of like, I want to nestle into comfort. The comfort of like, I don't want to be around these people, but if you're forced to be there, say a wedding or a family outing or a, a party that your friend drug you to and okay, then they so, leave. Okay. Like, so here's the thing. Okay. As an adult, uh-huh. I've, I've passed that threshold of realizing what social norms can find me to. So like if I'm at a wedding and I don't know anyone, <laughs> he cut his arm and he's bleeding all I'm over not, those people. I'm not the guy who's going to go up to a group of people and be like, Hey, let's talk about our favorite things. No, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat my salad before my fish or chicken come out. And before, before that even happens, I'm going to be leaving because I'm realizing that there's no consequences for this. So that's how you nestle into your comfort zone in a, in a socially awkward situation. Yeah, I leave. You leave. Because I'm an adult who can make decisions <laughs> for myself. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So but that, that, that's the total viable answer. When, yes. you're put, when you're thrust into a situation like that, you realize, oh, wait, I drove here. In my car. I have a driver's license. With the driver's license that I earned. Yes. I earned and I pay the insurance on said car. <laughs> I'm going home. Which, why were you there in the first place? 
Yeah, I mean, it, why are you there in my hypothetical I, situation in the first place, Jordan? You no, know, stop grilling me. I'm not comfortable right now. I can oh, leave. At Jordan any- just left in the car that he owns with his driver's license that he earned. <laughs> That's a good point. I feel like if this hypothetical scenario were happening where I was at a wedding where I didn't know anyone, yeah. I wouldn't be there in the first place. I would say, uh, I politely decline. They probably wouldn't want you there either. With regret, I decline. Sir, who are you? I mean, I feel like, would you do that? Or would you jump in it with like a little icebreaker about like, hey guys, favorite TV shows. <laughs> Let's Jordan's, go. You can't see it, but Jordan's finger gutting. That's exactly, whenever I describe you to people when you're not there, there's never been a time where I haven't used finger guns. Shut up. <laughs> those were with two finger guns for those of you who can't imagine it. One name shut, one named up. Um, It depends on... Like if if it's a situation where, I mean, I again, it's that hypothetical, right? Right. So if I'm if this situation is thrust upon me, um, yeah, I'm gonna finger gun it and I'm gonna make the best of it. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out like you know what, we're all here. You're not gonna leave. None of us want to be here. Let's at least learn each other's names and maybe we'll make a friend out of it. See, it's a very <laughs> different scenario when no one knows anybody. But yeah. if you were like the outsider, like, oh, this is my friend from high school. Who I'm going back? Actually, I was invited. I wasn't. Oh man, I hope ooh, she she ooh, doesn't yeah. listen to this. Let's so go. It's like my one. It's What's the her one name rhyme for, with? Not gonna. <laughs> it rhymes with sorry. Blaren. <laughs> and Granis. So she invited me to her wedding, which was last year, and mm. I did not go. Number one, it was three states away. So there's like okay. And we I, number two, I was literally in another country at the time. So right. there were valid reasons. But even if I was in America. In, Nor- in the United States of America, I would probably have found a reason not to go because I-, I wouldn't have known anyone. So when you, if you receive any sort of an invitation, like a special occasion, like a wedding, yep. and if it's maybe like one person that you know, you're just going to opt not to go. Now, granted, you were in another country, so it was, was easy for you to time. say no. But if like, Today, you received an invitation and you I realized... will opt out of that event. Yes. <laughs> so you just avoid that uncomfortability altogether. I'm feeling some judgment from that side of the table. No! I'm feeling a little bit of judgment. Finger guns, no! <laughs> You're going to go to that by yourself? You just would pass go to that me event? the invitation. I'll go. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Jordan. I look different, don't I? Finger guns. You are remarkably more Filipino Who than I remember you. Who wants a hot toddy? <laughs> <laughs> They're delicious and comfortable. And so just... you go to those weddings. You go to those social events. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, all of my... You have to remember, I, I lived all the way across the country. I lived in San Diego, in California. Yeah. So all of and my friends who did get married... They, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had bra after everything. So uh, I I have not been back to San Diego since I moved away in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Um, I have been invited to a couple of those weddings. And I have not gone strictly because of the geographical gap between only East and West Coast. Yeah. And I've actually been bummed about it. Like, there's okay. just like in the times that it happened, I wasn't finan- in the financial space where I could be like, let me just dump this money on a plane ticket sure. and a hotel fare. And there was a part You're of me. You're not flush with cash? It can't. No. I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to go. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I, there was also a part of me thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to know the, the bride or right, I'm right. going to know the groom sure and like a lot of our mutual friends like 
people drift apart after high school. Spoiler alert for those of you who are still in high school. Chances are you're probably going to hang out with like 3% of those people, if that. People change, you dummies. No, no, no. We we love you. We love you. Um, Now, I have gone to weddings uh, in states that have been like four or five states away. And I've gone to those weddings where I've known the groom. And what is that like? Because I I do not have this experience. So, okay. The only weddings that I've actually gone to out of state, I was in the wedding party. I was best man in two. So I had to go. I had to go. You're ingrained in that event. I did. But then also, there's also this like weird pressure in that you're the best man. So you have to be calling the shots leading up to the event right but you have these days leading up that you build these relationships i the the um, actually every single time i've been either in a wedding party or best man i didn't know any of the other groomsmen really yeah there was one occasion because it was brothers not getting married to each other the brother was getting (laughs) married to his wife and his uh his brother was his best man and so i was one of the groomsmen so i knew the two of them right so i knew him but all of his groomsmen no idea who they were yeah. And we went on this like guys outing trip for three days. See, but then that's like a you were just one small cog in this little this little group that gets to know each other prior to the wedding. So if the group is smaller for you, yeah, and you're thrown into it. Yes. So if like six guys, one guy you know from like high school yeah. or early college, yeah. says, Jordan, uh, we're going to the mountains for a trip for four days. Your trip is paid for, your plane ticket, lodging, all that. I would love for you to come hang out for four oh, days. absolutely. No problem. And you'd go. And you'd yeah. be okay with the other five, six guys that are there that you don't know. Right. Because then there's some kind of intentionality that's ingrained in that trip where you're going to go, and it might start out kind of awkward, but you have all of this time. But the thing, the problem with going- What if it's 26 guys? Sure. Okay. Because it's not an event. Because Okay, first of all. And then it leads into a wedding. I'm trying to. What if it's a surprise wedding? What if we're tricking you? With 26 men. That's... It's 2019, baby. <laughs> it's 2019. Open your eyes a little wider, Jordan. <laughs> Let's get those personal biases. Let's take care of those right now. Okay, but. The difference between those is that a wedding that you're going to, that you're just a per- that you're just a, a a member of the audience. You're there. You're a guest. Right. You're there for two hours. Right. You're gonna go. You're gonna make small talk with fourteen people mm-hmm. for ten minutes apiece. You say your name. You say what you do for your career, and that's it. Like those are the things I hate so. That's the much. opportunity to make all the crap up. I'm a I'm an astronaut. <laughs> sure, you can do that if you're a sociopath. I'm an and astronaut you, farmer. <laughs> I'm Billy Bob Thornton. I build astronauts. I grow them out of the ground. Um, You've seen the Matrix, right? But if we're if we're going, you know, with 14 other guys for a camping weekend, at least then there's like days to actually build relationships, have inside jokes that are mildly racist, and you know. Have, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like th- that's the thing is like I hate these like no, forced, you're right. these forced surface level conversations where it's like, 
I'm never going to see you again in my life. <laughs> Why am I talking to you, Denise? So okay. I don't care about so you. If you, you don't care your, about me. If you and your wife get invited to a wedding where yeah. maybe you guys know a mutual friend or she knows a friend and I mean, you go. she's usually coming with me. That's the way it goes to weddings. <laughs> so you're you're fine with those things if she's the one dragging you along, right? Social situation, you feel awkward. Oh, no, I still hate them so much. <laughs> so, okay, she knows so, this. Okay, this is great. Great. In that situation, Hit you're me. going, you know, you, you look at her, you go, I don't want to go and she says you're going no and she says yes you oh no, go. no it's more like this she's like look i know you're gonna hate this because <laughs> she knows me she goes i know you're gonna hate this but will you go with this i'll say yes i will go i love you i will go okay so when you're there yes. when you're there envision yourself there you're sweating a lot you're sweating profusely so much when you're there when you're there what's the comfort that you seek are you just counting down the seconds for when you guys leave? Mostly. Okay. If if especially if it is one of those scenarios where we don't know anybody, yeah. we are having to proactively go out of our way to to talk to people we do not know to explain who we are. Is it Hannah dragging you there? to like come meet this couple? And Occasionally. Then you saying, I don't want to meet Occasionally. this couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh no, no. I'm going there. I'm charming the pants off everybody. <laughs> Look at me. I everyone loves me at the end of it. I hate every second of this. But everyone loves me. Come this on. This is why you keep getting invited to these hypothetical weddings, exactly. Jordan. Exactly. <laughs> Stop hypothetically at, charming am, everyone. Like we said, I am the <laughs> villain in an 80s ski resort where a bunch of high schoolers are battling it out on the slopes. But all the adults look at me and say, he's a nice kid. Look at that yeah, nice boy. Because I can charm the pants off him. Not that, that I'm nice charming the pants boy. off people at a wedding because I'm there with my wife. That would be weird. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so so I'm not a fan, but you, right. I feel like you are. You're going around with your finger guns. I have finger you're guns walking all day. around. You're shooting people all over the place. I am just shooting people. Are, now, are you? But are you the one dragging your wife to these places, or are you being drugged? No. So there was a drugged? wedding that we did go to. <laughs> We're just being that. Why do you think we have such a good time? No, I mean, Jordan? come on. <laughs> we did go to a wedding in Maryland. It was we had to drive to get to it. We were invited. It was a friend of mine. Sarah knew him, but like it was just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I know him, but it was wasn't anything like, oh yeah, yeah, I know him as a friend. It was just like I know his name, right? So we went to the wedding, and it did help that it was a beautiful, beautiful farmhouse wedding. Okay, but we didn't like. I knew I knew the groom, and a couple of his friends from from college when I'd gone up to visit him, but like we weren't like, yeah, we should totally hang out. We should keep in touch. Take care because I care. It was, we were just there and we're sitting at this table with people we don't know. And I remember the two of us looking at each other thinking like, this wedding was gorgeous. We don't know any of these people. It's a kind of a long drive to get home. I guess we'll just meet the people we're sitting with. And we mutually like, you're looking at me like you're going to throw up on your oh, mic. This is, this is so terrible. <laughs> See, in this situation... I mean, I've been there was there was one wedding that we went to where we knew one person and she and there was there was no side seating. Hmm. So we sat at the same table with this one friend. What kind of a serial killer doesn't do a signed seat? Did you guys do a signed seating at your wedding? No. Serial killer. This kind of serial killer, my friend. You do realize the discourse that takes place when they walk into the room with all the tables oh, and chairs. Oh my friend, we had I had Were you handing out battle axes and pitchforks? I had family members who were saying, "No, it's fine. We'll just go to Chick-fil-A." We'll just leave. 
What? Like passive aggressively at our wedding because you didn't have assigned seating, and I didn't because they couldn't find like seating together, and it was I we didn't know about <laughs> this until weeks afterwards because my parents were trying to corral. It was like aunts and uncles. Okay, so it wasn't a conscious decision of let whatever happens happens. <laughs> like you just you had you made you carved little miniatures of all of your like your <laughs> your family, just saying Uncle Albert will be the first to perish. And then you crush him and turn him into dust. I throw him in a fire. (laughs) And then you're sitting in a chair and then Hannah walks up behind you and gently puts your hands on your shoulders and you say, hello, darling. Just planning for the wedding. On my pauldron because I'm wearing a full suit of armor. While while like a a little measly measly guy in the corner is painting your portrait. He's painting figurines of all of our wedding guests that I've carved by hand. He's, he's the old guy from all of the Pixar shorts. He's got a little. He's shaking, except for when he's painting when he's like Those steady as a rock. Huge googly eyes. Yeah. You live a great life. You and Hannah live an amazing you know, life. I mean, we try, we try, but we will not go to weddings, Darling, my friend. Your bath has been drawn. <laughs> Thank you, love. Oh my gosh, where do we go from here? Where do we get here? It's um, a comfort, baby. <clears throat> comfort. It's all comfortable. Um, yeah. So like we, when we went to we went to a wedding where it was just a friend who was with us, and we we stayed there for a little bit. There were some other people who we we knew who their what their names were, mm. but then they came and sat, and it was all just kind of like <coughs> caution to the wind. Like yeah. you know, you got your meal, you got your salad, you got these kinds of things, you got dessert, and then it's like whatever you want to do. So we just like we went around, just walked around and took mm. pictures, and because it was a gorgeous, it was in the botanical gardens, nice. And so we just we walked around, we looked at all the they they there are forty different kinds of roses <laughs> what? outside. What do you what? And so come on, nature. Yeah, and we did that, and we're like, so <laughs> bye. We're good, right? <laughs> we're like, we're good. We're good, and so we walked back in because Hannah was like, "No, we need to say goodbye to the bride and groom because it's like the two people we knew." Yeah, you we walked up. We're like, "Hey, this was a this is a beautiful wedding." Bye, and then we left. <laughs> So we were there for like 30 minutes. Wow, that's impressive. In and out. I mean, they were efficient. Okay, okay, good on them. But you, you went out of your way. Yeah. You found people you never, you've never seen before. You have to remember that we drove out of our way to get to the wedding. So we're going to. You look like, at me like that matters to me. Uh, I don't care. Like if I'm, I don't know. I don't care if I'm in Vermont. I don't care if I'm in Montana. I hear Vermont this time of year is actually quite nice. Beautiful, beautiful state. I'd love to go sometimes. So, go. okay. I want you, we've, we talked about going into situations. We've gone to social a situations. very deep tangent <laughs> with Social weddings. situations, hypothetical social situations that you're thrust into i just i just wanted to know how i mean i already kind of knew the answer of what it was it was like uh like watching a, a coral reef just, <laughs> just suck into itself and be like no 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 so jordan what do you do no <laughs> no, no no oh he's no. driving away no. he's gone no, uh but i already knew i already knew the answer to that um but walk me through uh your your regular Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, you come home, Hannah comes home, unless you're fighting against it, like there's something else on the calendar that's like, oh, we have to go do this tonight, or this is in place. Like, if the if that square is completely squeaky clean, like, what what is that like downslope comfort of just, well, I guess now all that's left to do is go to sleep. Like, right. you know? This is really interesting, because... Hannah and I are very different in the way that we approach our just general relationship and, and life and, and, and uh, friendships and things like that. For me, 
I kind of if you look at if you look at life and relationships as kind of this like positive negative. If you watch The Good Place, I don't think you have. I've watched a few episodes. So they have this whole thing about like literally everything you do has points regarding your life, positive or negative. It's Reddit. It's basically Reddit. There's upvotes <laughs> and downvotes. And so if you look at things at uh, as actions as positive mm. or negative, um, so so for me sitting down and if we sit down and just watch a few episodes of whatever show we're into right then, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that is that is like neutral regarding my wife and my relationship. If we spend two hours watching TV together where we're kind of like commenting, you know, there's, there's, you know, we're laughing together, but we're just focused on whatever is happening on screen. Mm-hmm. That is neutral points. It's neutral. not really, we're not, it's not advancing together. your relationship. It's not, advancing. It's not okay. detracting from it. It is just, it's going to, you know, once we're done neutral, we're at the same point where we were before. Okay. Now for her, that is, I, I think that is, that's time good. spent together. That is not time spent together. Oh, that's negative. It's negative because in her mind, that is time that we could have used to play a game together, to to discuss things that we've done today, to you know discuss things that we've learned recently. Now, this 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 may be a little too personal. If we need to cut this part out, it's fine. Sure. Do you know your wife's love language? Quality time. Quality time. Okay, so that's why she views uh, just sitting in front of a TV as right. not quality time my and mine is quality time too but it's interesting because we i think we both view quality time as different, different. because of interests because when we so, view quality time as something that i'm interested in which is which is media which is which is so wait art, if that's if that's neutral is, for you if sitting down and watching tv or a movie is neutral what moves the needle forward for you since you guys have the same love language right so i think it has to be something that we know. both that we <laughs> i don't know that we both view as as engaging if we're if Such one as. of us, so for me, like v- watching a show, watching a movie that is not necessarily engaging is I know that's not engaging for her. And even though just commentary and discussing things, even afterwards, taking mm-hmm. time to talk about what we saw and what we thought about it, that would be engaging for me. It's still not. I know that's not what she needs. So that that brings it from a positive for me to a neutral for me. Interesting. So you're like, I'm bringing a lot of math into this. No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Because it's not a positive for her and it is a positive for you, it cancels it out. Sure. It cancels it out. And I get that. I get that. So what (laughs) is that? Is that the same way for you, though? I feel like you guys consume a lot of media. Okay. So my my wife's most absolute favorite thing in the entire world is our bed. (laughs) She works ridiculous hard and she sees. A num- she's a dental hygienist. She sees a number of patients a day. She, she- runs a thousand miles a week. <laughs> she does. She's a runner. She wakes up uh, super, super early. Why do you do that, Sarah? <laughs> Why do you do it? Um, because she's training for another marathon to qualify for Boston again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's going through it again. It took her a little bit to get back to that point, And now she's like, she said, you know what? I'm ready to, to go again. And God bless her because that she's is- She's a stronger human than I am. That is so hard. Good Lord. Um, and so- she she wakes up really early. She's at a job that's ridiculously demanding. We've got two kids. She has a Felix at home. <laughs> What's that dealing, like? She's dealing with a lot. <laughs> so when she gets home and we eat dinner and we finally get the kids to bed and she's finally in her comfortable zone of pajamas and our bed is damn comfortable. Let oh, me just yeah. tell you, like we very, very Let's early talk, on. I want. I do want to take a brief tangent. Very early on in our marriage, we made it a point to make our bed comfortable. Yes. And dear, sweet, <laughs> heavenly Jesus in heaven, 
it is comfortable. It's that like, is one of those things oh that boy. if you don't invest in a good bed, you turn are this off right now. Out. I don't <laughs> care how many hundreds or thousands of dollars you have to spend. There is nothing like you're being, spending. You're spending hundreds. Of here's a, here's a, what is your bed feel? Millions of dollars <laughs> of American oh currency. My. No, like we love to travel, just like you guys love to travel. Uh-huh. We love going to new places, experiencing new things. And we bring our bed with us. And we will go. <laughs> it's so expensive. But we go. And the Airbnb is great. You yeah. get to meet new people. You get to have uh-huh. these these fun, unique experiences. And you get to go all around. You can do it wherever you are around the world. But that day that you come back from being on for a week, oh two weeks, and, and, you, and you, you preemptively thought about the fact that you wanted clean sheets when you came home, and so there's clean sheets with that high thread count on your bed. Mm. Woo! When you slip in after a long flight, oh, and you're thi- mother you're thinking, Mary. And the, the best part is like, if it's a, like it's wintertime outside, yeah. right? And you oh. get and you turn the heat on, so the, the heat is like, it's not hot, but it's not cold, and then you... You slide into the bed sheets, oh, and it's just a little bit chilly. Just the cool a little slide. Bit oh, I have so many feelings in my body right now <laughs> thinking about this. So, that Sarah, you're best. not crazy. No, 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 no. So, her absolute most favorite thing is her bed. And so, if we were talking about Sarah's, like, what's her comfort yeah. at the end of the day? What is that, like, routine comfort for her? Right. It's you come home, you eat dinner. You hang out with the family as long as you're not yelling at the kids or yelling at Felix. Uh, and then the kids go to bed and then you get in your pajamas and then you're in bed and you're watching Netflix. Like that's that's our routine if there's nothing so she, else hindering. She, she sounds like a very heavily routine person. During the week, oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. Now when weekends hit, she's it's like Throwing caution to it's the like wind. This switch has flipped. <laughs> and like I, I coast into the weekend, yeah, and my thought is like, okay, we got some time off. We've we've invested in this lovely home. <laughs> we have all this space here. We can hang out with our children. And all Sarah is like, like we've got forty eight hours. We need to go do something. Like it doesn't matter. Like if it's if it's a nice day outside, there's no fighting it. We're we're outside somewhere. Yeah. We're out of our yeah, home. Yeah. We're at the park. We're we're off doing something. We're and you know what? And like I'm so thankful for that because otherwise it'd be like my kids tugging on my shirt. Like, Dad, can we can we leave the house? <laughs> and I like, know no, it's so nice here. <laughs> if I had kids, it'd be the exact same way. It'd and this last exactly this last weekend way. actually is a great example. We took the kids bowling, and oh, it's nice. not something I would have thought of. But Sarah said, you know what? We need to get out of the house. What if we took the kids, I don't know, bowling? And of course, my first thought is like, I'm I'm like mush. I'm melded with my couch. We just got a new sectional. Oh, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like one with the right part, the right <laughs> angle of my sectional. I'm in my pajama pants that are like the right amount of like weird crusty, but they feel so comfortable. I don't want to change them. I'm under a couple blankets. The kids are just their brains mush because they haven't done they haven't done anything active all morning. <laughs> and then Sarah's like, let's go bowling. And I'm like, but the black uh, hole of the right <laughs> angle of the sectional, it has me. But we went and the number of times that we've both said to each other after the fact of just like, I'm so glad that we did that. And it just so happened that both like even Lucy, our oldest 
through this massive fit. She goes, I don't like bowling. And we both looked at her and said, you've never been bowling. <laughs> Have they never been bowling? No, that was their first time. Whoa. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. That is it. the fun thing about kids is that yeah. there are so many first times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now that now they love it and they keep talking about it. Right. And I mean, that's that's the whole thing we can talk about, that comfort zone as a kid of just like, I don't want to. And then you right. go. And I remember reminding me to talk about this, but just... The idea of fighting against something so heavily when your parents uh, uh, recommend something and then being so adamant about no. And then when you go, you like it, but you don't want to show it. <laughs> yeah. You're too proud. Fortunately, my, my kids did not. did not. They're too young to show pride. Oh, no. They got there and their faces were like, we, we get to the and the ball and what it's loud and we get to do what <laughs> i can go down there and we had like the whole ramp and the bumpers for oh, them yeah, yeah. oh yeah there's oh, no yeah. losing then no 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 they no, were no, no. they were on board so that's awesome um i feel like my my wife and i have kind of that same especially during the week like our our levels of comfort and those zones mesh yeah, really well i feel like for me my wife and i have different levels of extroversion and introversion so my wife if you if you look at the myers briggs um, my wife has taken, we, we've both taken a number of times. She is as far extroversion <laughs> as you can get. I mean, she is, she is, the, she is a very extroverted she is person. the bookend of the E <laughs> part of the extroversion introversion scale. Is that what e, the E N F N J? I don't, I'm, well, the, I'm not familiar the with it. Introversion extroversion. So it's the E or an okay, I or an E. Suspicion. And okay. she is as far at E as you can get. <laughs> I can see that. Right. And so I, I am right there in the middle. I am really? riding that I line that. between I and E. Um, I, I love just introversion time. I love just being able, like, you know, there's time. I love my wife, but also the, the weekends that she's just like gone doing something, <laughs> I will sit in my house for two straight days oh gosh, and me. never leave. Yeah. And I can be perfectly content. By the time she gets back, I'm 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 excited because I'm excited to see people again. Can we see the sun now? <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's times where I just relish that. Mm -hmm. I love doing that too. Yeah. Um. So I can totally go both ways when it comes to just just sitting in my space and having that comfortability. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, there's times where I'm just like I I'm yearning to just be around people and being that that having that spotlight and just being able to perform or being able to whatever i actually have to there's there's a part of me that i have to fight against quite a bit like i have to kind of stop and be like no that's not true like whenever we go on a trip whether it's with sarah and the kids or it's myself or with friends there's always a a slight part of me initially that thinks like oh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff coming up that I have to deal with before I get to that place. And then I have to kind of stop and say like, but that's part of it. That's part of it. That, that travel, the, the uncomfortability of stupid security check and then sitting on the plane and then the transfer. And then like, yeah, that part can suck. That is an interesting point about comfortability is yeah. that there, we, how many times during the day do you sit there and think like, Oh, I'll be happy when this happens. Yeah. You're sitting in your car. You're about to get to work. Oh, I'm sitting in traffic. I'll be happy when I park my car. Right. I'll be happy when I get to get home and eat dinner. I'll be happy when I get to turn on my favorite Netflix show. Right. But like, if you just sit there and think for a second, it's like mm -hmm. you you are pretty content where you right. are. <laughs> right. There's a I forget who it was. I forget which comic, but he was he was talking about how 
someone was complaining that they had to sit on the tarmac in the in an airplane for 45 minutes and they tweeted it out and like i had to i had to sit i had to sit in this airplane <laughs> i had to sit in this airplane in this comfortable seat in this comfortable temperature controlled seat this comfortable temperature controlled seat where i had access to a device that could connect to the entire internet <laughs> for 45 minutes right and then he said, well, then what happened after that? Did you fly through the sky like a magical <laughs> god in a comfortable chair? Like we were so quick to be like, this sucks right now. Right. Sucks. It's because not there's, comfortable. There's always something else to look forward to. Yeah. But if you just have perspective about. And that's so hard. Where are you right now? That's so hard to dish that out. Like because personally, al- it's so easy to look at someone and there's be like, always, no. Right, right. No, it's, it, is, it is easy to say like, you're dumb. But like we, we <laughs> all is, have those is. moments. I have those moments every single day that I'm like, oh man, I can't wait until this happens. I can't wait till I get home to eat, I can eat this cheeseburger that's in my car. Which, I mean, to be honest, that I do just look forward to. If there's a cheeseburger in my car, that's what I want to have right now. Why are you leaving cheeseburgers in your car? Because I want to get home. I don't want to mess my car. (laughs) It's simple, but I'm still looking forward. Anyway, it's not a good example. I'm just saying that if you think about just where you are, just being content about where you are, you'd be remiss to think I'm actually uncomfortable in this moment. You're just just constantly, our minds are constantly looking for something better all the time. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, before we switch to what this topic was like when we were kids, uh, lightning round questions. Oh, wow. Uh, Comfort food now as an adult? Uh, Pot roast. Ooh, that's good. That's real good. Pot roast, because then you got everything. You get you got the meat, you got the gravy, you got the carrots, oh, potatoes, onions, so, all like, together. It's just, all tender too. But look, I was, just about melts. The, I was thinking about this today. Any just anything that you have you can just drizzle some kind of liquid over, whether it's gravy, whether it's some kind of like sweet liquid that just makes it all congeal together. Mm. All of those things are good. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Do you know your wife's comfort food? Ooh, um, pancakes, maybe. Ooh, that's such a good that's one. That's a good one, too. That's fantastic. Um, my wife, I, I actually asked her about this. Actually, the whole the whole idea for this uh, topic came from her asking me the other night, what's my comfort food? Mm. And Or no, she asked me what was my comfort food as a kid, you know, Ooh. which we'll get to that. Yeah. Which um, for her, it's she, she, she comes from an Italian family. It's pasta she loves lasagna she says her most you know her her mom always made uh, her mom made chicken and dumplings growing up oh that was that's (laughs) in my top five yeah sure pierogies her grandma made homemade pierogies um and then uh stromboli and manicotti like all the all the cotties and then ananas italians know how to do comfort food okay like all that stuff yeah it's so good it's just delicious um so yeah i think for me um I, noodles, man, noodles. I, just carbs. Freaking That's what it noodles, takes, man. Like I'll have, I'll have pho one day, and the next day, uh, I'll get pho again. <laughs> Why not? And then like the next day, it's hey, you want to get ramen? Oh, you had pho yesterday, and I'm already in the car telling you to get in because we're on our way to go get ramen. <laughs> yeah, this one has an egg in it. Yeah, it's different. It's just noodles, man. Noodles and soup. It doesn't matter if it's hot out. I'll still eat it. Oh my god, no, it doesn't even matter. It's good. It's so good. It's so good. So I understand, a little birdie told me, word on the street is, 
that you've got a Twitter poll for us. Little birdie gave you a little tweet tweet. I got it. Little tweet tweet. You got the you got the Twitter Twitter wings, and I got the finger guns. I got the. T- <laughs> we make a good team. This is great audio format to to <laughs> imagine talk it. about these things. Imaginariums. Yeah, I gave you guys a little Twitter poll today, and uh, ninety six of you, as of now, have answered. Holy crap! Thank you. We're guys. just going up. You guys are great. So I asked you guys, what's your guilty pleasure to make you feel better? Mm. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna go from uh, last to first here. So at a paltry eight <laughs> percent, we That's had a great word paltry. <laughs> we had uh, social media affirmation. Ooh. So th- I mean, that's one of those things that it, even for those of us who 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 live and work and and have a lot of interaction online, I don't think we think about that as being prominent. But I I, I mean, I I will be the first to say that there's. There's part of my brain that absolutely turns on when I have some kind of post or tweet or something okay, I wa- that I, takes off. I want to know when, uh, you know, oh, iOS no. right now, yeah. uh, at the end of every week, it taps you on the shoulder. And it's like, hey, hey, Jordan, you had a, you had a good week. <laughs> a good week? Here's your numbers. What? Here, iOS tells me this? Yeah, it says, here's your numbers. Here's uh, a <clears throat> Here's how long... You spent staring at your phone each don't day. Even, I don't even look at the numbers. You don't even, you just you dismiss it. I absolutely because my it. next question was going to be: Does it does it phase you? Apparently, it doesn't. You just I didn't look at it until I I went away. <laughs> we we went on vacation for the holidays. Do you know what your was, average is? It was oh my god! No, I don't. I don't. I think it was up. It was like nine between nine and eleven hours a day. Holy crap! But I I work online, like I work on my phone. Like I even when I'm working on my computer, my phone is on next to me. <laughs> That's a Black Mirror episode. It's bad, Just man. Just waiting to happen. It's bad. Mine's like four, maybe five, if I dip into like a heavy week. But like you have the people, your coworkers, you see face to face. My coworkers, no, I don't. I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah 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 i got the report for you right i here. never see them i have to like interact online like it's, it's constantly that might be an extreme i don't actually know I, I don't have any kind of push notifications on my phone either oh my god because i know it's such a sickness <laughs> okay. so yeah so that being said social media affirmation i realize it can be jordan doesn't need it it is a giant boost for me <laughs> okay. if i get but i i don't think i seek it out i didn't vote for that so i'm not okay. i'm not part of the eight percent bro just because um, you don't acknowledge it doesn't mean it's not Not true. saying it's not a problem. <laughs> I can quit anytime I want. I just don't want to quit. It's fine, man. It's fine. <laughs> so number three, we have uh, the YouTube wormhole. Just to be clear, I I am I am absolutely guilty of every single one of these. Oh, me too. But you have to you have to you have rank to your poison. One. You, have you have to, to rank one. your poison. So social media affirmation is number four. YouTube wormhole is number three with twelve percent. Which, by the way, does the YouTube wormhole often present itself when you're supposed to be doing something else? Mostly, <laughs> mostly, all the time. It's mostly. Oh, here's the thing, it, and it absolutely applies to this. It's when I should be working, and in my mind goes like this: You, you, you're worthless. You're not good. At what you're doing no what you're doing right now if you finish this you're gonna you're gonna lose your job (laughs) you are not worthy so i have i have there's a a a number of (laughs) playlists on youtube that actually will go live and stream different types of music that i like and they're they're fantastic music it's fantastic playlists and music for concentration and focus Mm. because they're instrumental they kind of have the same rhythmic uh, 
repetitive sort of beats throughout. Yeah, and yeah. so they're just, they're great for just focusing. Focus. And so they're, they're, I cannot count the number of times when I'm in the middle of a project thinking like, oh, wow, there's no music playing. I should open up Spotify. I'm like, no, I'm just going to scroll Spotify. I'm not going to be happy with it. Oh, that YouTube playlist. It's live. YouTube.com. Oh, cool. There's a new Destiny 2 playlist. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so-and-so posted a new list. Oh, wow. News about Destiny 3. Click. Oh, Super Smash Four Brothers. hours Yeah, later. and then I'm like, what was I doing? And then I'll close it and then start working. And like, oh, there's no music play. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the vicious cycle. It's true. It's a wormhole. It literally sucks it you in and you can't get out of it. I mean, it's, it, it's hours long. It can be. Oh, yeah. Oh, if yeah. you don't have the discipline. <laughs> Which I don't. Which we, neither of us do. So then number two, at only 18%, so you know number one's going to be big. Number two, we have the Netflix binge to make you feel better. Which, okay, there was a joke on The Onion about at Netflix releasing a tier of subscription that where if you subscribe to said, said tier, you couldn't actually watch anything, but you could just scroll mindlessly through the <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because how long... On average, do you think you spend scrolling? It's ridiculous. I was I was watching something on focus and productivity, which why? Why? I was probably looking for a playlist. You're probably killing time when yeah. you should have been working. <laughs> but one of the things I said about like if you if if you if you find yourself in that particular uh, section of like scrolling, like only turn on Netflix or Hulu if you can out loud say the show or the movie you're going to watch ahead of time. It's no fun. It's so hard. That's to no do. fun at all. Now I'm not gonna do that. My wife and I are currently in a season where we could easily say Brooklyn Nine Nine, and then we just start it. Right, That's right. easy. That's easy. But there are plenty of times where we say, ah, let's, "Let's just watch something," and then 20 minutes go by, and we're just scrolling, <laughs> and she's it drives her crazy. I want to know what else there could be, and she says, "Will you just pick something? Will you just pick something? I don't care. Right. Pick that. Pick that. That one. That one." That is complete opposite of me because because I will watch just about anything and be fine with it because I'm curious. I want to know what there's so many things, but I know I also know my wife's taste. I know what Hannah will like and what she won't like. And so I, I am not only catering to my own taste, but I'm catering to someone else's. And so that that filter, those dual filters at the same time. It's tricky, that man. Exhausting. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's so tiring. <laughs> Whew. Hey, it to, works. I it works. I need to lie down. I need to lie down. All right. What was number one? Number one at 62%. 62%. Hit me. What is it? Is comfort food. Boom. It's what you think it would be. We oh, live yeah. in America. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it goes right in line with what we were just talking about. People seek out, I mean, I'm sure. Every, just about everyone voting, somewhat, uh, Jeremy Rowe actually commented on this. He said, 100% comfort food followed by going all introvert and, and binging movies. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But that's, That sounds that, like an amazing night. Right, but that is exactly like what we're talking about here. Most people are going to be a combination of any one of these four. Do you have, you're, you're, a, you're a fairly fit individual. You're probably one of the most fit individuals that I know next to my wife, which, <laughs> which is hilarious because Sarah... She will tell you to your face, the reason I am so fit is so that I can feed the fat kid inside of me. Oh, I 100%. So I, <laughs> I, I am training for a marathon right now. Poor soul. Which I, I, I Poor love. Poor unfortunate soul. I do love and hate because right now I feel like I can eat anything. And you 
I want. And I do. Because I know if I don't, it will hurt me when I'm actually running these stupidly long distances. Uh, man Why on the course you... just threw up a whole sprinkled donut. Why do you people do this? This is the worst. <laughs> Sarah, what are you thinking? But... 100 percent so fast and, and like once i'm done i feel like i'm gonna be like well i have to i have to like put something on the calendar that i can train for <laughs> because i love eating all the things i love eating all of the things uh the the best part is after a big race or something that uh that sarah has aimed for she's like i want to go out and get some drinks and some food me not having run at all say let's go that's a great idea <laughs> That sounds wonderful. I've earned this. My tiny wings flap us to where we're going. Where are we got Golden Corral? You say no. What? Why did I even say Golden Corral? Oh, good grief. Yeah, comfort food. I mean that that is the go-to. Whether whether you're Netflix binging, whether you're traveling down that YouTube wormhole, whether you're you're scrolling and look for looking for that social media affirmation. How many times are you doing those things and you don't have something in your hand that you're stuffing in your dumb gullet to make you feel better? What's your yourself? What's your go to comfort food, junk food? Uh, simple chips. Any just, any kind, just something salty. Something it can be, it something can be, where you do this action. I'm rubbing my be, hands on my shirt to wipe the grease off. I mean, it is it is more often than not a chips and salsa, chips and guacamole kind of situation. I need a dip. I need you something. Need so I like need, ruffles, French onion. Yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Something and then where like the queso mm, mm-hmm. child. Yes, <laughs> that's what I need in my life. Okay. Yep. So, like, if Hannah's out of town, and then you realize that you haven't, I don't caught know. Up on... I don't know how to stop eating chips and salsa. Dude. Like, do, I, oh I only my. stop when either the chips or the salsa run out, or I die. And they never run out at the same time. Or I die. They never run out at the same time. Yep. You're, you're like you have a little bit of salsa left, and you say, "I have a driver's license in a car. I know where the chips live. I'm an adult. I can leave I don't this know how wedding, much they cost. and I can go get more tortilla <laughs> chips." <laughs> so Jordan, how's life going? <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> you can eat that salsa. I'm out. <laughs> uh, mine's goldfish. Goldfish. I love I had goldfish. I had a roommate in college who literally I would walk in and he would just have the a family bowl, size, uh, the family giant carton mm-hmm. of goldfish, and he would pour a bowl, a giant bowl, and he would just watch his shows. Have you ever eaten a whole family slicing of goldfish by yourself? Me neither. That's dumb. That's Who so would do stupid. that? That's so dumb. Be crazy. Have, In I, one sitting? Who I, are you? I I I I That's borrowed. like a man versus shh, food shh, challenge. Yeah, and I won. I won. <laughs> man won that you day. You listening, Adam? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of it. I kind of am, but uh, someone let me borrow the first like four seasons of Family Guy, which I'd never watched oh, no. at the time. Of course, because that's the show you watch when you're eating a giant carton of goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I uh I may have gone blind for like three days because of the sodium. <laughs> it's made with real cheese. And you'd think that after that traumatic traumatic event in my life, I wouldn't like goldfish, but nay. You can't hate goldfish. Uh, and there's there's actually two different types of goldfish. There's like the like the thinner, like more like cheddary, crackery kinds. Yeah. And then there's like the puffier that like they they're almost like gritty. Those are no good. Get those out of my face. Mm-mm. But they can be in the same carton. Oh yeah. No 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 no. There's it's it's bizarre. I don't know if it's like a regional. Like we sell these at the commissary. We sell these at Food Line. We sell these at a random grocery store. I don't know. I but I can tell. Like I'll start eating them and think. Oh no. You know what the difference is? The multicolored ones. 
baby girl, baby girl, listen. The multicolored ones? Right have at, you, that. You're looking at me like Charlie and, and, it's, and It's Always Sunny when he's talking about Carol, <laughs> Carol. And you've got me those eyes right now when you're talking about goldfish. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Max say? First off, all things are possible. Uh, the, <laughs> so jot that down. <laughs> Well, yeah. this is okay. This is before you you talk to me about the conspiracy theory behind multicolor the versus consistency just the, of goldfish. The basic orange cheddar goldfish. Um, now, was goldfish the childhood comfort food for you? No, you're shaking your head. They were not. Okay, so what was the childhood comfort food for Felix? <sighs> just, just junk food in general. Honestly, no specific food. No. So, um, my mom, I actually. Bar- I think barbecue chips because, because oh I hated barbecue chips as a kid. So here's the reason why bar- here's Give the reason barbecue chips were the comfort food of Felix's childhood, the choice of his childhood. Okay, it's because when we would throw parties, which my mom threw a lot of them. For those of you who have not met my mom, she is a social butterfly. She is my wife on the E versus I scale. She is hard E. Correct. Okay. Uh, so she would always Filipinos are renowned for preparing and buying and bringing way too much food. Way too much food. Just That's, that's an just, amazing problem to have. It's just an insane amount of food. I mean, to the point where, like, me and my brother as kids would get invited to, like, some nice American boy's birthday party, right? My mom would bring us. And then, like, their very nice and extremely normal American mom would have made a cake, a tiny cake. <laughs> And then me and my Filipino brother would look and out loud in word vomit fashion scream, where's all the food? <laughs> Every time. And my mom my mom be, Shh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's not normal. What we do is not normal. <laughs> so when, when we'd have said soirees, said shindigs, said, said get-togethers, she would always buy like the massive family-sized uh, bags of chips, right? Sure. So the first to go would always be the sour cream and onion. Sour cream and onion, always first to go. Everyone loves sour cream and onion. I love that this is a science to you. Oh, come on. Come sour, on. Okay, I, I'm, I'm riveted right now. Sour cream What's and onion next? would always go. And then, oddly enough, the ruffles, because we had the dip, the right. ruffles would go. With French onion. The last one that was left was always the barbecue family side. Like, you couldn't get your arms around the bag. It was so big. So, of course, my mom, being thrifty, would roll the top and chip clip it. Oh, and yeah. stick it in the pantry. Yep. So when 9, 10, 11-year-old me went looking for a snack, I'd open up that pantry. And what was staring me in the face? An almost full bag of barbecue chips. And there was nothing else. Right. So I ate barbecue chips. All of them. <laughs> all of the barbecue chips. Almost all of them. Um, okay. I got yelled at a lot for eating way too much junk food as a kid. I could never, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I feel like I was the stereotypical white child. Like <laughs> vanilla yogurt? No, thanks. Too spicy for me. Sprite? No. But I, I didn't like things that were too spicy. I didn't like like barbecue chips. I, I think I had it a few times when I was like five or six and mm. It wasn't a fan. Okay. And uh, because of that, I kind of swore it off. I, I, not that I didn't like it as I got older, but I, I would choose other things. I would do the sour cream and onion. I would do just the original ruffles before mm. I would do a barbecue. It wasn't until I met my wife, who was like barbecue fanatic 
like loves barbecue chips. She she loves anything like salty, savory foods, snack right. foods. But then I, I she she would get barbecue chips and she like, do you want to share this with me? <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'm not a big fan of barbecue. I, right now, side note, I'm like kind of craving some barbecue chips. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, but then she started buying them more and more. I'm like, these aren't the worst thing okay. that I've had. Okay. And so like I've I've come around. You I've know, had. You know what that is? What is that? That's growing up, Jordan. Oh man. Oh man. I'm a I'm a I'm a grown up. Look at you. Look at yeah, you grow. Me, me in my mid twenties, I had this little barbecue chip renaissance <laughs> where I came around and just like, you know what? These are good. <laughs> There's that that Kean Peele sketch where Jordan Peele goes to the continental breakfast and he's like his fingers waggling in the air as he dives into the grapes and dives into the big That's you. At a table of like just individual plates with single chips on all of them. Ooh, this one has ruffles. And then you dive in and crunch. The crispity crunch of this chip is quite voracious. <laughs> just going from chip to chip. Everything you said just made my brain so happy. I just want to eat all Welcome those chips. Welcome to the uh, ASMR <laughs> <laughs> in Wigu podcast. It's exactly what it's We just eat like. barbecue chips and roll our R's. <laughs> you boy, your voice makes me happy. Yeah, so barbecue chips, it, all, all those things that had those those sharp, those strong, yeah. spicy, whatever flavors. The thing that you tell your daughters when you're saying like, no, you don't like that. It's spicy. spicy. You just anything you don't want them to eat, you just say it's spicy. That was me. Like okay. there was a lot of those things that had the, those strong flavors. Didn't like that. I love now. Yeah. I don't and know I, when that. I don't I, know when that page turns. I don't. I don't know when that is. Either. I think it's when your your body as an adult accepts garlic as an acceptable flavor. Yeah, right. Right. Because as a kid, no, no, no. Nope. What what respectable child is saying yes, please, more garlic cloves? <laughs> no, no, no kid is saying that. Now it's like you get a whole clove of roasted garlic with this meal. More, please. <laughs> I have to interact with people later. I don't care. Because I get a whole clove of this roasted garlic deliciousness. And actually, the other night, I was making garlic bread. And oh, my God. So let's talk about... <laughs> Wait, we can do an entire... <laughs> let's talk about garlic bread. Because that that might be the ultimate comfort food. So the other night, I was making garlic okay. bread. I was making garlic bread. And the, the recipe said to melt butter, olive oil, and just cloves of garlic <laughs> in, in a pan. So I was mixing all the stuff into a pan. I was toasting the bread. I was broiling the bread in the, the bread in the oven. And then after the bread was toasted, I pulled pulled it out. And then I I, I brushed it onto the bread. I put on some mozzarella cheese and okay, I put it back Anthony into Bourdain, the oven. Right. Like, calm down for a second. Uh, and then I went to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> so there was inevitably some leftover garlic cloves and butter and oil in this in this pot. And so it sat there while we ate dinner. And then <laughs> Sarah, my wife, an Italian was cleaning up and she went to the trash can to go dump this and she goes this smells this smells so good and I'm washing <laughs> dishes and she's to my left she's at the trash can she and we have one of those trash cans where you push the little lever and then the lid pops up and I could see the gears turning in her head and she's thinking I could dump this <laughs> or <laughs> the silverware drawer is right here I could grab a spoon. No. And I could just start Sarah, eating this. Sarah. No. <laughs> I could just start eating this. No. She, spoiler alert. She dumped it. Okay. But oh my I gosh. would not put it past her. 
the number of times when I've like I've I've started a recipe for something it's butter, garlic, and, and oil, olive oil, right? Yeah, I mean the number of times that I've started a recipe. Literally, the last that episode called, I ate butter as a child. <laughs> I would not. I can't where judge a too recipe much. for that I've made that I've been making for their family calls for like step one, smush cloves of garlic and fry them in a pan, and then like step two, and then there's like nine thousand other steps. So like step one, garlic cloves pan, <laughs> Sarah. So uh, what are you uh, <laughs> what are you what are you cooking? It smells so good in here. Garlic is like her aphrodisiac. <laughs> gar- she is not a vampire. <laughs> we if, know this. If there were any any questions about her being a creature of the night, those have been qualmed. She loves garlic. She loves garlic. She loves oil. She loves yeah. It's just that that stuff for her is just like yeah. It, it's gonna make my breast cells smell terrible, but. I don't care. I mean, it, it, it 100% <laughs> as an adult, as a child, as you know, at any age, it is that whole Oprah SNL sketch about like, I love bread. <laughs> I, I love bread. Just pure bread and any, whether it's laced with garlic and butter How or not. How excited do you get when you go to a new restaurant and you're sitting there waiting and then the waiter is taking your order, whatever. And then they take your you take they take your menu and then you have to talk like a couple of adults and you're sipping on your water and then and then the waiter comes back and says, "Oh, I I, uh, <clears throat> I forgot. I forgot to give you this basket of bread. Just giant <laughs> basket <laughs> of bread? How how many how many points do you think like if someone were My doing a scan lights <laughs> up like a Christmas tree? Like okay? planes planes overhead could land. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am directing I am air traffic control. Oh, that's if the you do, best. If you did a neural scan right it's now. the absolute You don't best. understand the feelings in my heart and Ooh. in my brain. Okay? And then by the time the meal comes, you say, I'm, can you just get a box I'm, for me? I'm just, just wrap up, wrap up my chicken marsala, garçon. so much bread. You don't understand. One of the places what I've that been Sarah and I used to go to almost like we, we we lived right by one was a macaroni grill. Mm. A because you could draw on the table. Felix loves this. But the bread, the the perfect toasted piece of delicious slice of heaven soft. and then the plate of olive oil and balsamic vinegar that and the they mix for you at the that table. They put on top. And then they salt bay the herbs Ooh. and then they like crack peppercorn, Jimmy crack corn. I don't care. Ooh. All over that plate. All over that plate. Oh my god! You don't understand how Ooh. hungry I am right now. Ooh. I've never. I got the vapors. Oh my gosh! I'm I so aroused. I'm so aroused right now. Bread. <laughs> I need some olive oil. I need some balsamic vinegar. <laughs> I need some Jimmy crack corn, peppercorn. So basically, as adults, we're just saying it's it's oil, it's carbs, it's salt. It's a bed made of toasted bread, <laughs> and it's a water bed. It's of a toasted bread. bread. With Balsamic vinegar yes. and olive oil, and Felix is roasting garlic. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I need in my life. I will be happy forever. And one thousand. I just pounds. described my wife's heaven: a bed <laughs> made of toasted bread with balsamic vinegar and olive oil, while Felix roasts garlic. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's good to go. She's, she's good fine. to go. That's all she needs in life. Okay, okay, okay. So chips aside, we've literally talked far too long about chips. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not mad about because every episode because anything with salt and and carbs, anything potatoes, 
fried, all those things. I, I'm a big fan. Love so, it. Love but, all those but things. But when it comes to comfort food when you were a child, so yeah. when, when your mom made Ooh. something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you came home and you're just like, this is home oh for me. Goodness. Okay. So I, do you have a meal in mind? I want you to go first because mine is a little bit out there. Like elaborate? Maybe elaborate. You may consider it elaborate, but it's not like your typical sort of choice that you would think of <laughs> of like, oh, yeah, that. I, I want you to go first, and then mine, I go next. Mine is pretty boring. I'm 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 a Southern white boy, so like it, it, it's more or less the same. It's that Southern. It, it's probably the same. It's probably just just a pot roast meal where it comes with you know just giant hunk of beef with gravy. Okay, and and you know everything you could throw into a crock pot. I mean, I to to me now like those things that you described those those ingredients in a meal, they just they're comfortable. Like yes. they're just comfortable. Yeah. And then you have the roll on the side. Yep. You put a little you bit sop, of butter. Sop everything oh, up. Oh, sopping. It. I learned what's funny is I didn't know about the term. I knew what it I knew what it was, like I did it. I didn't know that it was called sopping until the I verb? met my wife. You didn't know the verb oh, yeah. sop. Yeah. To yeah. sop. I used <laughs> you sop, we sop, to sop. <laughs> to sop shakur. <laughs> I was just about to say it. And you took it from me. <laughs> you stole it. <laughs> to sop shakur. <laughs> That's the episode. Oh my gosh, Tusav Shakur. Uh, that's the episode mm-hmm. name. I feel like. Um, okay, so yours, yours is still about the the same. It's the, it's the southern. I, I mean, it's usually a pot roast is the thing that usually comes to mind. My mom <clears throat> did that a lot. Um, but then uh, like chicken and dumplings, oh, fried so chicken, like all those things that you can just anything you can drizzle gravy over. Which, uh, to be honest, is most things. Yeah, those those classic meals that you you just have those mm. giant plates full of those foods that all somehow blend together. Those are that's that's the the soul food. The whole the yeah, it's Love all it. comfort food for me. Love it. So to mine as a as a kid, uh, it's it's different now for me as an adult, mainly because this meal that I'm about to describe to you isn't something that I have regularly anymore. I I would love to, but a it's terrible for you. And B. That doesn't stop us. B. I mean, like, even more <laughs> terrible than the things that we've described. Oh, right? Wow. Uh, I'm actually concerned about it now. Yeah. About your health. And, and I love it. I love it so much. Okay. It's, so it's strictly a Filipino dish. Uh, I, I want you to try and pronounce this dish. K-A-R-E space K-A-R-E. Kari Kari? Yeah, that's actually hey! Kari Kari is actually how kare, you say kare. it. Kari Kari. So uh, the ingredients, I just pulled it up here because I wanted to be sure I got it right. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. <clears throat> Number one ingredient, three pounds of oxtail. I'm here. The I am fattiest, here for the this. The fattiest meat you can think of. I just had oh. oxtail for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. Like last year. Okay. So so in, in specifically in, in recent years my my mom has become more health conscious it, it, to the point where she's started making brown rice instead of white rice and when she makes this particular dish which I love she uses turkey neck instead of oxtail. Okay, Rose. Still just as okay. good, still good, not as good. Like you can get like the whatever. Okay, you get so the gist. you get the gist of right, what she's right. going for. And, okay. and because I've had it before I can appreciate what we're having now. So, 3 pounds of oxtail one piece of small banana flower bud. Sure. Sliced. I mean, obviously. One bundle of bok choy. <laughs> one bundle of string beans. 
This is the most Filipino dish oh, I've ever heard I'm, I'm going to try and make it. Uh, emphasis on try. Yeah. Uh, four pieces of eggplant sliced. Yeah. This is where it gets a little strange. Ready? This is where it gets strange. <laughs> okay. One cup ground peanuts. Ready? Ready? Yes. Ready? Hit me. One half cup peanut butter. Okay. Baby girl. One half cup sh- <laughs> shrimp paste. Okay, wait. Stop. Yep. Shrimp paste. Yeah. It's called it's called bagaong. Say it with me. Bagaong. Yeah. There you go. Shrimp it. paste. It smells terrible. I can't imagine it smelling good. It smells terrible, but it's it's like imagine the saltiest thing ever. I, I feel like it tastes <laughs> like caviar. Like it just it's the saltiest. It's so salty. Grime. And what's what's so funny about about bagaong is my mom used it as a condiment for other dishes. Yeah. So she would put it on a little plate next to her plate, and my dad, my stepdad, born and raised in Georgia, grew up in Nebraska hated it my mom <laughs> loved it my dad hated it what do you eat it on like like she bread? Would, like okay so imagine the way you use like salt on stuff yes or like you have your like your little ground pepper shaker and you you know that's how she would use it like it would I, just like I, it would like over salt it, things it would work if you had if you went to macaroni grill uh-huh. And you got your big loaf of bread that you just rip off. And it, but instead of the olive oil <laughs> and those herbs and the salt, you have bagong. Ma'am, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> and then you, you you just scrape it off on your bread and you just eat that. I feel like that would taste good, So right? the consistency of it, if you opened up the jar, is like um, Grey Poupon. Like the mustard. Like not mustard, okay, that's a little but mo- like Dijon. That's a little more liquidy than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little thicker, almost like an organic It is butter. a little bit like a little bit thicker than like a Dijon. Like a, a grape upon is the best I can think of because grape upon has like the specks, okay, right? Yes, yes. Right? It's almost like if you were rubbing it on your hands, you could feel like the active scrubbing beads <laughs> working. You know what exactly what I'm talking about, right? Oh, You're yeah. like, oh, that's working itself into my pores. <laughs> Neutrogena, you it's, ge- My T-zone you is quite oily. The Baga Ong is doing numbers on my complexion <laughs> my t-zone has never been healthier thank you bagaong but um <coughs> almost all filipino dishes consist of some sort of a sauce you put on a rice and then a meat yes right yeah so this is no different you put the sauce with the vegetables and the eggplant on the rice and then you scrape away at the oxtail the because oxtail. for every chunk of oxtail you get, you get like 0.02 ounces of meat. You're just scraping and every now and then you hit the like- It's off the cartilage. It is. The bone. Yeah. It is. And every now and then you hit like that gold line of, whoa. Oh, yeah. Balorsh. I just hit a balorsh of oxtail. A galorsh of oxtail. <laughs> I just hit a Paul Balash of <laughs> oxtail. <laughs> if you get that joke- Kudos. Um, I want to make it for you now because it's so good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm on board. It's 100%. quite percent. <laughs> um, so growing up for you though, I, I feel like you, you, you were more of this. You could, you could entertain yourself as a child. I feel like more efficiently than I could. I feel like I needed things. I needed, I needed TV. I needed video games. I needed comic <laughs> books. I needed something. But I feel like you were pretty content. If you're, if say hypothetically, if you got in trouble <laughs> and you were sent to your room. Happiest day of my life. I was about to say, because I, I think we've talked about this before, <laughs> is that you were very content to just be in your room alone. You have to remember, I still to this day love to draw. Right. And as a kid. I'm like, assuming that started early. That was on hyperdrive as sure, a kid. Sure. So, I mean, you put me in a blank white room with a piece of paper and a pencil. Do you leave me there for hours? I was sure. fine with that. Yeah, yeah. 
now, maybe not so much. I could still do it, but I, I don't think my attention span would be held for quite as long. As long as your iPad battery would last. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a kid, like all I wanted to do was draw. I, all I wanted to do was get better at drawing. I wanted to draw copy the stuff that I saw in comic books, try and learn it for myself. Like that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, like that, that comfort zone for me, like I got, I got, Oh my goodness. I got in trouble so much in school for drawing <laughs> on worksheets, oh, for drawing no. when I was supposed to be paying attention for drawing. So you got in trouble for drawing when I got in trouble for talking. I got in trouble for talking plenty because <laughs> you could draw and talk. <laughs> Which I did. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Which I did. And then I also got in trouble for, for trouble for drawing and making the noises of the guns I was drawing. <laughs> right, because sound effects makes it Coca actually real. Power Ranger. Megazord. <laughs> that was me. And I got in trouble a lot. I want a lightning round the kid, the, the us as kids. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. We're, yeah. we're, we're going on crazy tangents. That's okay. Episode. That's okay. You know what? It's our podcast. We do okay. What we want. So lightning round as a kid. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, did you find it more comfortable as a kid to be able to go out somewhere or stay in? Uh, Stay in. I want to say stay in. Really? So like the opportunity of possibly going to Pizza Hut or to a... Oh, th that's very different though because you, you it's talking about... Was it more comfortable to go out somewhere that you knew about or out somewhere out that you didn't general. know about? Out in general. Ooh, if it's just neutral. Um, I don't know if I can answer that because it has to be somewhere. <clears throat> if it's somewhere that I knew, that I'd been there before and I knew I liked it or knew it was fine, so, I will go there. So you weren't the type of kid who was like, <gasps> change the pace, and then you'd go. No. It had to be somewhere that was like, <gasps> uh, Pizza Hut. No, or Chuck I mean, I even remember I was in eighth grade and my parents said, Guys, this is really special. We got tickets too, and it was when like there were Broadway shows in Cincinnati, and we went to see The Lion King. Mm. And okay, for for real, one of the I still remember this amazing show. Incredible. I just saw it recently. It's incredible. I like cried <laughs> as a 13, 14 year old, and at the time, but before I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to go see some to. some dumb play about The Lion King. I've seen it on my television <laughs> in my in my plastic VHS case. I've played it multiple times. Why do I need to see this? He's alive. But but then you know you see it and it's like life changing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this is amazing. And then that that sparked this thing that absolutely I'm going to see any kind of amazing musical performance, you know, performing arts Love it. performance Love by it. professionals. Like I'm all about it on board from that day. Henceforth, I will always see those things happily. And that's good parenting in that's that they parenting. saw that they resistance knew. from you and they said, nope. Let's go. We're going to go and put on a button down shirt. We don't care if you hate it. Love You're it. You're going to go. Yeah, love it. For me, going out. Like if we had the opportunity to go always. somewhere and change the change up the, the scenario and change up the environment, let's go. Part of me also wonders if that had to do with the fact that... I, I mean, wasn't mobile. I wasn't. I couldn't go out on my own. I right. saw the same four, seven, nine walls every day, right? Like and maybe on the weekends, my friends could come over or I could go to there. But during the week, no. Same, same exact routine. Now, no but you, you also had three older, three younger brothers? Uh, so weird, tricky situation. Growing this is, up... This is strange. Growing up, one younger brother, four years my junior. Right. And then once we got much older my parents adopted my cousins. Right. Right. Now, how are, old were you then? Oh, I was already out of the house. Okay, this is after 18. I was actually, I was, 
just about to move out of the house. So okay. I helped with them for a few months and then I moved out. So growing up, this is this is just you and your brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the two of us, like any chance we could get to be like, <gasps> we're going some, please. We'd go. We'd go. Like grocery store run, let's go. And whatever. They, just like anything to change up the the status quo of what we were doing. We were on board. Wow, that is completely different from me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would just... absolutely be like, no, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit home and play my Game Boy in this recliner until I die, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> Some say he's still there. <laughs> we're just living in his psyche. Um, okay, lightning round. Uh, I, I guess I've already. I don't know the answer this to this. Is the worst lightning round. We we spent like <laughs> ten minutes on each question. Your room versus a hotel room. Oh, a hotel room. <gasps> really? Absolutely. As far as comfort goes or just yes. more excitability? I hated being stuck in my room. That's where we were different is that you love being – like you're like, my imagination can fit in this white piece of paper and I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Me, I'm like, I will die here. But see, I love hotel rooms too. There's just I something like it. – it could be like the crappiest. You just walk in and you're – like it, the, I love the two responses from the kids and the adults. At the exact same time, the adults are – Oh dear God! And the kids, yay! Yeah, at the same yeah. time, always. There's always. something. I, it doesn't matter whether it's an it's a it's a Motel Six or yeah. whether it's you know the the height of luxury, whether yep. it's the Four Seasons. I will go in when I was a kid, and I and I will just be like, this is the most crisp and clean, <laughs> and I can do whatever I want, and, yep. and this is stop amazing. jumping on the bed, Jordan. It's not my bed. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. These lamps turn on with a switch. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, same, same. Yep. Hotel all the way. Um, the way your bed sheets felt after your mom washed them. Were you a fan of like the 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 weird Nestle crunch that you kind of like settled into? Well, like this feels like home, or when your mom washed them, you thought, this is how all things should be. I didn't realize how disgusting that was until you said that the, 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 the Nestle crunch, crunch. Nestle crunch. The familiar nestling crunch. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. But I don't, I don't think I noticed that. But I, I do remember I have these images <laughs> of when my mom made my bed. You know, it was laundry day. It was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so she was doing all the laundry. She was doing all the sheets. And then it was like, oh, I have to go to bed. And she's like, oh, I've made your bed yet. And so she would put the, the fitted sheet on. And then you'd climb it. And then she'd do like the parachute of the, the sheets over you. Oh, and it would just settle over you. I do that with my you. kids now. And it's the best oh, thing for them. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Do, do they grin like idiots the entire all time? All the time. And, yes. like, and I can't I help but do remember. it like nine or ten or 15 times because I'll do it I, once. And then I can hear like from the other room like, Felix, please put them to bed. I say, okay. <laughs> and then I can see their smiles disappear below the sheets. And then I see like the slow like shape of their bodies lying on the bed. And then I boom, There's do it again. something <laughs> about, you know, you're, you're fresh out of a bath or a shower. And then your, your, your parent, whether it's your mom or your dad, you're there. They're float. There floats down boom. over you. And they're, they're, you've never felt more clean and just ready and to safe. settle in and safe. And safe. It's the safety. Uh. Good grief. Of that 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 comforting every God, we're broken. <laughs> we're broken inside. Um it doesn't get better, kids. Clean, it doesn't clean, get better. Clean sheets. As much as I like I loved the way things felt when they felt familiar, I understood how gross they were. Clean sheets. Okay, same question. Yep. Applying to clothes. Okay. Right? So as a kid, it's like this pair of jeans finally feels the way I like it. Love it. This sweater finally feels the way I like it. This whatever. And then, like, you go looking for it two, three, five, seven, nine days later. Wait, where's my, where's my pants? And then you look on your bed, and there's like a stack of folded. Like, oh, oh no, 
oh jeremiah and then you like pull out (laughs) your pants (laughs) and then you like put them on and then the only way i can describe them is crunchy pants crunchy pants when they're clean when they're clean or new like right the crunchy pants of just like oh no and then there's like that weird know. like I, refit I, I period. Like I kind of liked the crunchy pants because we grew up in the 90s. Yeah. And so the crunchy pants, we, we weren't in the fitted skinny jeans era that we are today. True. So like now it takes a, a day or two for me to like actually wear my pants back into where they're supposed to be. Mm. <laughs> Until before that, they're just like weirdly skinny jeans and I'm not comfortable <laughs> Do with you that. do like weird stretches when you Oh, I do. Pants. You know, I'm doing lunges <laughs> like do. I've never done before just to get them stretched in a way that my knees feel comfortable. But when you're when we were growing up, you know, they're they're more baggy. There weren't quite jinkos, but you're 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 on that precipice that they're you know, they're comfortable. I but the only time I thought about laundry and how they felt on my body was when I was pulling them out of the dryer myself, where my mom threw them out of the dryer to me to say like, "Here's a clean pair of pants, put these on." And I'm like, "Oh, everything feels like magic on my legs." <laughs> oh, you liked it? Oh, it was the best huh. until you burn your fingers on your buttons, <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, oh, the world's pain," and then <laughs> that's what it feels like. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Um, I never had I, the crunchy pants. I never had that man, issue. I don't know why. And I, I think it's still to this day why I'm not a, the biggest fan of jeans. Now, I'm wearing jeans now mainly are. because, I kid you not, I went to the store the other day. I tried on a pair of jeans, and I said to myself, this is the most comfortable pair of jeans I've ever worn. Whoa. And so I went back to the to the rack, and it was the the, the size that fit me, the ones that I wanted, the ones that I was holding in my hands were the only ones left in that size. So I went and paid for it, and I immediately went, when I got home, I went online, and I ordered four more of the same exact <laughs> jeans. And my, I remember Sarah looked at me when they came in, it came in the mail. I, I walked into the living room, and I flipped open my, my knife, and I opened it up, and I took them out, and I said, jeans. And I held them up, and she looked at me, and she said, did you order four more of the same pants? And I said, I want to wear my favorite pair of pants every day. <laughs> And I have these pants that I'm wearing right now. I have four more of these pairs of pants at home. Oh, they look and okay. I don't care. They look I okay. don't care. And you know what it boils down to? <laughs> People don't care what you wear. They don't. They don't care. They don't. They don't care. Especially- My wife might care, but she knows I've got four more of the same pair. <laughs> so That's all she's going to see. <laughs> these are comfortable. They're comfortable <laughs> jeans. See, I need, for me to feel comfortable, I need variety. When it comes to I'm my wardrobe, slowly foregoing that. At least that as an adult, thought. I need I need variety in my wardrobe, hmm. just for me to be see other humans. The idea right now of me forever wearing this pair of jeans and a black shirt for the rest of my life I can't do it. I'm okay with that. I can't do it. <laughs> I need some kind of see, and that's the thing we talked about right at the beginning. The cur- <laughs> the curmudgeonly part of us that loves to be in those grooves that we dig out. Day after day after day, mm. that makes us feel comfortable and nice, and be like, we can count on this. We can count on these things. But there's also something in me that's like, no, you need to change things up from time to time. You need to, you need some variety in your life. It's the spice of life, and that's what you need. Whether it's your pants, whether it's your diet, whether it's whatever, you need to change things up from time to time, or else, you're, or else you're gonna go crazy. <laughs> I figure there's enough places in my life where I can carve out variety that my pants and my shirts. That's way down the list. That's way down the list. I can list. just wake up. I can 
take my shower and get out and then like like a cartoon character open up my closet <laughs> and see 19 of the same exact outfit on on hangers and then and then like sift through them to think mm, this one that is the stereotype for serial, for serial killers you know that, right? that's like what dexter does <laughs> cutting his ham and eggs <laughs> yeah no, I'm okay with that. It's fine. It's I'm fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's not. It's not concerning at all. Oh man! So real quick, uh, we're we're well into this episode, but we're gonna jump into news time. Yeah, you got some good. I super, heard. super, super, super fast. You literally. This was you. You looked up. You said, "Oh, I gotta find look up something for the news time," and yep. you went. Oh, yeah. oh, God, what? Okay, oh. so this is on the Odyssey Online. <laughs> I have no idea. What the you're Odyssey about. Online, and the headline for this episode is. 11 oddly comforting things. And the reason I said, oh, is because the headline image is a picture of Kanye West smiling. Like creepily. a weird, uncomfortable smile. Very, very. So I'm just going to burn through these real quick. All right, let's hit it. Um, I'm, I'm guessing this is number one. Sure. I'm going to call it number 11. When someone plays with my hair. So we talked about love languages earlier. Both... You and Hannah have the love language of quality time. Right. My wife, Sarah, has a love language of quality time and time spent together. Sure. Mine is touch. Physical touch. It's physical touch. Okay. And so... Do you like when someone plays with your hair? When my wife plays with my hair. <laughs> Do you like when I play with her hair? <laughs> I've been meaning to talk with you about the this. The dozens of times that I get caught playing with your hair. <laughs> I know it's getting longer, but that's not an open pass. Um, it's just... I just can't help myself. <laughs> it's silky. <laughs> it's enticing. It's inviting. It's fine. It's fine. It's fair. Fine. Um, <laughs> I I had this weird like, I'm 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 not comfortable with physical touch. Yeah, and right. that's and that's you know teach their own. Like what's, I have to know you really well. Like, what's it, weird, weird about that is like you know you meet people in your lives who like you see them and you see other people who interact with them and you know like that person. He's going to get a hug from that person or she's going to get a hug from that sure. person, right? It's true. For me, I close I close off and like I'll I'll like I'll interact with a group of people <laughs> and it's so funny. They'll go down the line like hug, hug, hug and they'll come to me and I'm like hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish people could see what you're doing right now with it's your like body. It's like a shoulder roll. It's like a weird shimmy. A shoulder roll and then like a vomit but nothing comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's that i don't i just never been the kind of person to be like give me a hug it's just yeah. not in my psyche for me like i know that i don't want that necessarily expected of me and so i don't want to put that on other people too right like i don't automatically go for the if someone's <laughs> just like hey and they put their arms up for a hug i will always i'll go all in i'll give you that hug it's totally fine but like if you are if i sense that you're not about that i'll go for that fist bump I'll go for that high five. I'll go for that bro hug where you grab each other's Even you thumbs. and I, after not having seen each other for a long time, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey. And then we'll sit down as if, like, no time is It's so true. Your- We're not huggers. <laughs> and look, it's fine. I think we've hugged, like, one time <laughs> in our lives. And look, it's not nothing personal, but here's the we see each other, like, far too often. <sighs> we, so, we see each other a lot, okay? <laughs> and because of that, I feel like I have to hug people I see three times a year if i see you more than three times a year that's a i'm like 
Sasha. You're getting a head nod or you get a bro hug where I grab <laughs> your the crook of your thumb with the crook of my thumb and we go chest to chest and I give you the one arm around the your back and I give you two pats in your back and we we back away and that's it. Excellent. So that was number no when someone plays with my hair is number you know, we'll just go with the list numbering numer- numeration that they've got. Number one, when someone plays with my hair. Number two, hiding under my bed. So Again, the, the headline the headline for this article is 11 oddly comforting things. Under Number 2 is bed. hiding under my bed. Now, granted the bed that I that I that oddly me and Sarah bed. currently have, I I don't think I'd fit under my current I, bed. Well, I've tried, <laughs> I will not fit under my bed. I do remember as a kid though, like when you'd fit it just it just felt safe. It just felt safe and it was just like a weird oddly comforting Isn't thing. Isn't that weird as a kid you, when in the daytime that felt safe in the nighttime you would never in your life Oh, you don't go, go under there. Your Are you kidding no, me? No, 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 no. That's where the things that And then your you hand live. your hands don't leave the blanket or dangle. Or Are dangle. You kidding? If you dangle that's when you lose it. Yeah, it's gone. It's like the first it's scene gone. from it. It's that's gone. what happens. Mm-mm. Number 3, walking through a pile of fallen leaves. Mm. Do you find yourself uh, actually like going out of your way if you see a pile of leaves? Um, if I'm not doing that, I'm at least going out of my way to step on that particularly crunchy leaf that's on, on the sidewalk. sidewalk. Yeah. yeah, I've actually been burned through a pile of leaves. I don't know what that means. Not burned literally. Like, actually, no. Okay. There was a pile of dog poop under a pile of oh, leaves once no. when I was a kid. So I'm very weary about piles of leaves, but I understand the sentiment very much. Number four, the smell of rain. Mm. Yeah. That okay. We've hit a we've hit a, that a strong smell of rain. chord here. No, 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 only in the summertime <laughs> where you can smell it either either coming. after or coming. Like okay. yeah, after yeah. when all the earthworms are up and they're dead on the sidewalk. <laughs> Kill me. What a great day. Love this <laughs> crunch. Nature is a mystery and I love it. Um yeah, or before when you know it's coming and you can hear like the far off rumbles <laughs> and you're walking outside with no shoes on because you're a child. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Uh, I I agree. Number five, watching a snowflake fall and land on your finger and melt. On your finger? Or on your glove. You know, yeah. just watching it like, and then melt. There's a single snowflake. Oddly comforting? No? Yay? Nay? Sure. Oh. I mean, why not? Okay. I don't okay. feel like I have the patience for that nowadays, but no, sure. Maybe as a child. All right. Number six. This is a strange one, but I guess making other people laugh. <laughs> Is that oddly comforting? I don't know. I do that every single day because I'm so <laughs> hilarious. They <laughs> other people cry. Uh, we'll blow past that one. Number seven, snow crunching under my feet. Ooh, I do love that. That's pretty good. I do love that. It's pretty good. The and silence in like, the, because it muffles everything. It's so like uneasily quiet. quiet. Yeah. It's good. It's I do best. love that. So it's just good. like. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's great. Good. That's a great snow crunching under football impression. <laughs> this one's actually really good. Okay, number eight, sitting in large chairs. Ooh, is that like it's it's rare that it's now as one, an adult. It's not one we... I would think of, but you're right. It it is very like an an abnormally large chair uh-huh. for your body size. There's a children's museum close to us that actually has a chair that will fit a family of four. That it's a great great photo op, wow. and there's plenty of families who sit in the chair and will take pictures. But yeah, you sit in it and you feel like like oh, a hobbit. You're just sitting in this chair <laughs> thinking. I feel awkward, but I like it. This is not me. I like me. it. 
Uh, and I can see it's so funny to watch the like the, the the smiles on my kids' faces when they sit like in a lazy boy. Yeah. And they sit down and their hands are up to their shoulders on the on the armrest <laughs> spread way out. And then you you kick the armrest up and it's like their heels barely touch yeah. the thing. And they're like, This is so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's something weird. That's great. That's a good about one. That. Uh number nine, the wind blowing my hair around. I don't like the wind blowing my hair around. I don't either, which is why I always wear a hat. Right. Not that I'm against it per se, but like I feel like as men and who have between like medium length hair, our, our hair can get messed up easily. And we're very vain people. This is true. And so it's it's much more <laughs> e- it's it's easier to just wear a hat. Now I will say I will say I don't like my hair being. I will around. say when you're in a car sure. and the window is half down, and then it's. It's blowing the hair in one direction that you want it to go. Right. It's not like you're. It's willy nilly, and you're at the the mercy of you're the elements. A, you're not in a convertible where it's just like <laughs> caution to the wind. No, it's window <laughs> down, and you can feel you can feel the direction of it. So you let it just blow the hair. You let it blow the hair back. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. The it's gift they bad. used. I am still very concerned. Okay. Okay. All right. Number ten. <laughs> Taking off my socks in bed. In bed? Wait, what? Taking Go, taking ex- off your socks. Expound. Expound your disgust. Okay, so you do it before. So, okay, so you, you're getting ready for bed. You put on your jams, whether they be, you know, full length pajama <laughs> pants with a button down shirt. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What are your jams? What are my jams? What are your jams? Oh, I'm I'm very straightforward. Tell me. I'm wearing the boxer briefs, and that's it. Same. Simple. No briefs though, just boxers. Okay. You guys listening carefully? Boxer briefs. I gotta sh- I gotta show off the f- the physical <laughs> form of my legs. I need everything flopping in the wind like my hair when I'm in a car ride. I need everything confined. I need everything under control. I need all my friends to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> what a big moment for this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. So taking off socks in bed, you're already you're already there. Like why why wait the extra, why, extra moment? Yeah, no 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 no. So for me, it's when we're in that like comfortable level of like kids are in bed, we're yes. watching, we're watching TV. Yep. I haven't fully committed to the bedtime yet. Okay. Right? So I might still be in a maybe a long sleeve shirt. And maybe some pajama pants or some sweatpants or something. And you know what? Maybe some socks, Jordan. <laughs> maybe some socks. I'm there with you. I'm laughing, but I'm okay. right there with you. Okay. And, then, and then and then like, you know, Sarah's like, she's in bed, she's under the cover. She's like a dachshund. She's burrowed her way. Like you can see her eyes peeking out and maybe a maybe a periscope, like so she can see the the iPad <laughs> or the the laptop so she can watch Netflix. She's got a mirror system cleverly. Exactly. Very, in place. very elaborate, which like crunches every time I roll over. But like for me, I I might not be dedicated to that fully yet because I'm still you on top still of the covers. You are still in bed. Oh, you're on top of the covers. So when it comes time to that that pivotal moment of she's like, I'm going to bed. She shuts the iPad. She turns off her light on her nightstand and she says, are you coming to bed? So then it's like, a, do I want to go downstairs and play video games for nine more hours? <laughs> or <laughs> I'm ready for bed. Should I just go ahead and go to bed? Take like, these I, socks off. That's I guess I just go ahead and go to bed. And then- you you take the socks off and you're already in bed so you turn off the <laughs> nightstand you do you do all of those things and you do 
the, the things that you're ready to do for bed and you're already under the covers. And part of those is like taking the socks up and then you feel that cool comfort of the, the sheets, the blankets, the et cetera, et cetera. There is something about the, the, it's the, it's the coolness of the bed. You find it finally comes to contact, which, which, okay. You know what? If, if we're, if we're bearing it all right now, that's why I sleep in my boxers. Yeah. And also the big reason is because when you flip in bed, which inevitably happens when you roll from your left to your right side, stomach to your back, if you're wearing a shirt, that's going to get twisted, baby. Twisted no, I, my body, and this is how I know tell me I, about your I'm body. sleeping. Let me tell you about my body for one second. This is how I know I'm doing it the right way. Because <laughs> if I try, if I try to to have any additional clothing on, I will wake up the next day and that clothing will be gone. Like, and, and I will, my body unconsciously rejects just any additional cotton or polyester that's on my body. It is gone. Which, speaking of comfort levels, when I know that I'm going to, to, to on a trip where there's going to be other people in the same room where I'm sleeping, there's a part of me that's a little bit salty about that because I can't fully fully engulf myself in the comfort level of sleep that I am accustomed to. It's true. I can't. And and that's can't. that is funny because then when I'm doing those and when I when I'm in that same situation, my body will not reject those things because it knows about it the knows. social Isn't that weird? influences. It's like about farting the in bed when you know that there's other people, you're just like, okay, body. Listen up. Here's the thing. Normally it's a full on symphony. We're down gonna here, let baby. that rip. But tonight I need to chill a little you need to bit. chill for a second. <laughs> and then your body like holds it in. <laughs> Until you... you I'm not going to go further. Yeah, you're right. It's true. <laughs> Till that next morning. <laughs> Man, our bodies are a mystery, aren't they? And number 11, last but not least, my, my laptop died, is uh, other people reading to me. And I just read a whole list to you. How did you feel about this? So comforted. Is it? It really is. My my children, like, I will be reading a book or something to one of my kids. Like, I'll call from the other room. I'll say, Sylvia, I'm reading a book to Lucy. Do you want to come listen? Actually, it happened tonight. And from the other room, I'll hear something else. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'll start reading the book, and then you just hear, and she's right next to me. Like, the second I start reading, it's just like, it's crack cocaine of just like oh, a story. And then they, they come running. And I think that's still very much embedded in us as adults of just like someone reading an article to us, someone reading. I, I don't know. I it, it is weirdly comforting. Is that still embedded in your psyche? I think it is. And, and it's something about, I don't know if it's the topic at hand. Is that why we love Morgan Freeman so much? Oh, that's got to be. Because he all he does is read shit to he us. He just makes us feel comfortable he just all reads. the time. It doesn't all even matter. This carpet stretches from floor to floor. <laughs> I can't do a Morgan Freeman. That wasn't terrible. It wasn't <laughs> the worst I've heard. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Middle of the road. Anyway, that's a that's a good list though. I mean, some of them are a little weird, a little strange, I, but I, I guess still... the the list is oddly comforting things oddly so. comforting so i'm sure it kind of spans you know for some people some things meet are more comfortable some things are less comfortable i love it it's fine let's let's wrap this up baby all right so we got we got to wrap this up pretty pretty quickly here we're going to go right into our 60 second speculation this is the part of the show where we talk about the topic at hand and we discuss what that topic's going to look like in the foreseeable and or unforeseeable future love it 
So, I think I went last time. So I think this time sounds you're like I'm go going last first. Time. Here we go. Sixty seconds on the clock. Felix Slater going first and go. I think with how fast our internet is getting, how accessible everything is getting, how we're getting to the point where we can we can get to things without even having to touch them. We can tell different devices in our homes to bring us entertainment, to bring us to I mean, today you freaking ordered something and you said, How much do I love Amazon? It's going to be here today, right? With like two taps on your glass and metal device. That's comfort, baby. That's comfort. You don't have to get in your dumb car and drive to your dumb store and pull out your dumb credit card and give it to the dumb cashier. It, like You could just tap twice, and then you're done. It took you eight seconds. That level of comfort, that level of friction, the friction is going to decrease. The comfort is only going to increase. Everything's going to get faster and more accessible. Just everything's going to be comfortable, baby. I'm ready. Nice. <laughs> 60 seconds nice all right ready and go all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna i absolutely agree with you so we talk about embeddables like mm-hmm. we said like mm-hmm. you can you can get whatever you want whenever you want wherever you are <laughs> i mean today, you're right today i literally bought these dumb gel packets to make <laughs> me run longer because for some reason i'm doing that <laughs> and i got them today the day i ordered them it's ridiculous but i mean i would hope that the ability to get so many things to be more comfortable with in so many ways. And I, I think I would hope that that would enable people to do more things on top of that because they have access to do, be more comfortable in their off time that it allows us to become more efficient and more, um, more accessible in our daily life, what mm. in our careers and to accomplish more things. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I think it'll make that it'll make that gap wider between the people who are who are more focused on being comfortable and those who are more comfor- more focused on being um, efficient. Love it. Whew. I think it's verdict time. We've we've talked to these people enough. Too, let's too give much. Them, let's give them a verdict. Let's give them what they want. This let's is give the, the people what they want. This is the verdict part of the show. <laughs> was uh, was comfort the the act of seeking comfort the act of reveling in our comfort comfort as a whole was it better as a kid or is it better now as a grown adult i think growing up the feelings of comfort were not compounded you were not having to deal with things on top so for example now even if I'm just sitting under 17 Afghans mm. on my love seat in my living room watching real nice. watching another season yet another season of Parks and Recreation. Sounds real good. It sounds great. <laughs> but some part of the back of my mind is still thinking about things that I could be doing, especially because I have a I have a job where I work from home, where at any time of the day, I could be working, I could be making money, I could be putting something out there for people to read, for people to see, but I'm not doing it. I'm choosing to be selfish, <laughs> to be comfortable, mm. to be eating pot roast, and to be watching what Leslie Nope is doing in Pawnee, Indiana. Saving it. She's, she's crushing it. <laughs> she's so amped about Pawnee. <laughs> but because there's that gnawing voice 24-7, 
all the time telling me that I should be doing something, that I could be doing something. I think as a kid, when I'm sitting there, I'm being, I'm, I'm, whether I'm in my room or I'm playing my Nintendo 64 or whatever, I didn't have those concerns. Like it was just the, the top concern was whether I was comfortable or not. I didn't have those things eating away my brain mm, mm-hmm. that made comfortability that much better. So much better. So, so better I think, as I, I think it's going to be better as kid. Okay. Great answer. And I've been, I, I've been thinking about this the entire episode, trying to figure out where, where I land on it. And I, I, uh, I agree with your, your, your sentiments of like, when you find that comfortability as an adult, whether it's video games, movies, just not doing anything, yeah. there's that tiny part of our brains. Cause we're wired fairly similarly in that fashion, in that when you're not doing something, you're asking yourself, should I be doing something? <laughs> uh, which can be a little bit of a distraction sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have to go with as an adult Ooh. because, because of that, so when I when I do take the time to actively seek out those things that are comfortable, I have to know and convince myself that this is on purpose. Those moments of rest, whether they be an hour, a day, a weekend, a week, vacation, whatever, I, I'm telling myself, this is self-inflicted. I'm stepping away from this grind, this hustle, whatever you want to call it, that I know that I know is always going to be there. I'm always going to be wanting to do something better and bigger and whatever. That's not going away. That's not going away. But because I'm actively choosing comfort and not thinking and not progressing and just being in this like moment of just like this cloud, this cloud <laughs> of my bed of and watching Netflix and sitting here next to my wife and my love, like, I just need to sit here and not worry about those other things for 45 minutes, for an hour and a half, whatever that stretch of time is, and just enjoy that comfortability and know that that's the active decision that I'm making. Now, I will say the caveat is I don't always do that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I have to know that in the majority of times that I do, I'm actively choosing that. Mm -hmm. And thus, for me as an adult, it's better while... I don't always think it is. I think a majority of the times it is. It, it is. It's just better as an adult because I'm 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 making the conscious effort and decision to say, just chill, dude, bruh. <laughs> but it's it's mostly dependent on that caveat of can you turn that side of your brain off? Yeah, and it, and it has it has to be it has to be right. And uh, while while the active side of my brain would always choose the do more, do this. What about this? What if we did this? Yeah. If if left to my own devices, I would choose those things and I would work myself to death and chop 50% of my life on the back half off and I'd be long and dead and just be in the ground. <laughs> but because I have people in my life, a wife who loves me, my kids who, who love me and enjoy spending time with me, I, I find myself more actively seeking those moments of just like, right now, this moment, this is what I've got. I'm going to rest and revel in this moment and be comfortable with it. And uh, had you asked me a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, the answer might be very, very different. <laughs> but uh, because of the conscious decision and effort of just like, you need to chill a little bit, Felix. <laughs> the answer is now as an adult. I got to respect that. Woo! 
What an episode. We we had so many things. These hot toddies, my friend. So hot. So toddy. Guys, go be comfortable. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too. <laughs> <laughs>